We've got 60 M&A transactions, 25 funding rounds, roughly. We had quite a broad range of different types of reports and areas that we covered from trans creation and content to video localization. It was a great year of recovery, not just for our business, but for the industry as a whole. And welcome everybody to Slater Pod 99. Hello there. Hi, Florian. Hi, Florian. Hi, Esther. Hello. Hey, we got a guest. No, it's not a guest. We have, <laughs> uh, we have Andrew Smart joining it's us true, today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad to join the podcast. Podcast uh, 99. Podcast 99. We were joking before. Like, party like it's 1999, but it's party like it's podcast 1999. Andrew, where are you joining us from? That's the guest question we're asking. But now we're in the heart of Southeast Asia, a booming economy with a surging, a rising disposable incomes and e-commerce happening out the yazoo. <laughs> okay, let me guess. Is it Thailand? Yes, it's Thailand. It is Thailand. It's the second largest economy in ASEAN and uh, very well connected with the rest of the world when we could travel. Yes, the good old days. Uh, so today, uh, yeah, as you by now have noticed, we have a little bit of a special episode. It's our final episode of the year. It's the one before we hit the century in, uh, in, in you know, in 2022 next year. And uh, I want to just uh, give you a quick update on one story that hit this week, but also uh, talk a bit about, uh, you know, look back at uh, what happened at Slater in, in 2021 and give you a bit of an outlook and kind of talk a bit about the industry. Uh, first. So, but Andrew, before we do that, why don't you tell us some of the kind of commercial highlights for the year? You know, we did a bunch of conferences, uh, published a lot of content. So what were some of your highlights for the year? Well, I think, I think um, the biggest highlight was it was a great year of recovery, not just for our business, but for the industry as a whole. And for our business, you know, um, all parts of the business were firing, including the new areas that we've been expanding into. Uh, so the core business is, you know, providing a, a voice for our clients, you know, press releases, sponsored articles, their advertising that continued to do well. Um, we also were able to put on some events. We did three SlitterCon remotes that expanded our audience globally, uh, those that could join us online. The research business, which I think Esther will talk about a little bit later, continued to grow and expand. And the number of subscribers that we had to our strategy packages increased uh, and the retention rates were very good. And uh, that's an exciting part of the business that I'm looking forward to next year. And of course, advisory, we, we really expanded the type of work, which I think you can share a little bit more on Florian, but in terms of market research and M&A advisory, it's been an exciting year there as well. So all parts of the business looking very healthy uh, and a lot of a reason for excitement for 2022. Yeah, it's amazing how I, I, I'm I'm still blown away by the conferencing shift. And I know, I mean, we it's kind of a dead horse and we've beaten it uh, quite a lot. But I, I just the <laughs> fact that it was it was possible to shift from offline, everybody's meeting in person to online and getting not the same results, but similar kind of. Results for people in terms of how they're spending their marketing budget, how they connect. I think that was that was just that was a big thing. And we did we, did we do three or four? Felt like we did four. Well, we did three, but we also did a number of training and development uh, classes, and also some webinars and uh, digital marketing. And then we also yeah. expanded our research briefings that you guys were doing. Um, You're right. So I think certain types of content uh, 
played well and were very well received. And we also got very good feedback uh, from the strategic and business uh, perspective we took with SlaterCon. And I think you know those were the very positive moments. Of course, not being in person, um, you know, people missed some of the connections that they make and the longer conversations and the exploratory nature. But, you know, Hopin had a one-on-one -on -one networking feature that a lot of people also like. So it's not quite the same, but it did open up uh, attendance to, you know, probably three times our normal audience. And, and from that perspective, it really provided uh, the content that you guys put together to a much, much greater range of people across many more countries. Yeah, and stuff like that, those briefings. So Esther, we just did one, uh, when was mm. it? Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. That was on the transcreation and multilingual content origination report. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did it on Hopin as well. I like it. It's good. It was that, that, that's something we should have done all along. And kind of because of the pandemic, we, we felt like, well, we have the platform, so, so let's do it. So, yeah, I mean... We, again, we publish a research report and then we give, we give people a chance to read it like a couple of weeks, two, three weeks. And then we, we have that, that briefing where the, the author in this case, Anna Wyndham, uh, you know, walk people through uh, all of the different aspects of the report. And there, there was a bunch of questions in the end. So it was great. I liked it. Should do it again. Uh, next time. What's the next report, Esther? The next report, oh wow, looking forward already. Uh, well, so it will be the M&A and funding report for 2021. Okay. Um, so that should be out fairly soon after the holidays. Um, yeah, as soon as people stop actually announcing acquisitions and funding and we can actually yeah, I love it. Like write you're, the thing. <laughs> yeah, you're here like, hey, are you guys going to stop? Because you can't No, can't it's great. It's great. Every time, every week I'm like, oh. But I can't start writing it yet because there's another one and another one. But um, yeah, no. What's the latest good. one? Ah, the latest one ah, would be the segue. Ah, <laughs> it would be a it would be a funding um, that we covered uh, very recently this week. In fact, um, another sort of sizable funding, also um, big, of Localize, which raised fifty million dollars in a Series B. Hmm. Yeah, we had uh, Peter Nick. on the on the podcast. Oh yeah, Pe exactly. We had Peter on the podcast, um, and then I also spoke to Nick, who is mm. the other co-founder and CEO um, for the article. Um, so I spoke to them a little bit, and uh, yeah, learned a bit about what they plan to do with the funds. Um, I think a really exciting part for LSPs because obviously localizes is, is more on a, on the technology management, the so localization translation management side. Um, but I mean, they, they really want to develop their LSP program, uh, partnership program, and they're looking to build, um, you know, a, a platform. So they're going to remain tech only, but they want to allow sort of a partner ecosystem. Um, and they already do, uh, you know, introductions to clients for LSPs and have kind of some kind of partnership system already, already in play. That's interesting. So, mm. I mean, yeah, there'd be this kind of centerpiece owning the relationship, I guess. That's why you want to raise that amount of money. Right. And then the mm. LSPs would be, would be working on, on the platform. Interesting. Uh, yeah, we had, we had Peter on the podcast that was 39, that's 60, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> 60 episodes ago. It's more than a year. I like how we count, the, how, count, count life, 
yeah. in uh, podcasts in rather than uh, you know years or months anymore. <laughs> I thought it was more recent, and I checked. He was one of our first guests, I guess, uh, when we started bringing on guests. And I think I it think was... it would have been around their Series A time because they exactly. had a Series A raise, didn't they, in September last year, twenty twenty. Yeah, it was just right yeah. after. I mean, they raised yeah. and then we're like, hey, why don't you join us on the podcast? And that was six million. Now they're 50 million. I mean, it says a lot about, uh, you know, investors' appetite for for localization and those amounts get, I mean, the fact that the fact that 50 million doesn't strike you as like a massive funding round anymore. Like, I mean, it is massive, but it's, you yeah, know, it's massive. It's like, no, I it's, think it's just on the back of having covered, you know, Smartlings, smart Rays, and, uh, and a couple of the other, Verbit, wasn't it? The uh, Verbit. other recent one as well. Yeah. So. But no, they're doing well. Localize, uh, they tripled, more than tripled their ARR since, since that Series A just over a year ago. So they're definitely on a good uh, growth streak there but and, you know obviously hoping to continue but they didn't tell us the valuation right he said uh, before no, it's a billion don't. he's not going to tell us or, <laughs> what, what was yeah. the quote oh i don't have it I, I don't have it pulled up but it was something like yeah we're not don't want to disclose the valuation before it's like 10 figures or something so okay yeah oh, well, maybe soon <laughs> localize with a k but yeah um, congrats to them yeah so I mean um, that that's the that's the news part of today's podcast. Uh, you know, again, it's a it's a fifty a fifty million dollar round. I mean, again, from our side, Andrew said a few things about our development. I mean, for, for Slater, I mean, you know, my highlights for, for the year would have been team has grown much much stronger research and advisory capacity for clients now. Uh, I personally have spoken to more kind of founder CEOs and investors than ever in one year. I think it's just because everybody's so comfortable hopping on calls. Uh, we, you know, it's, it's also easier to schedule calls. People know now also with the video, it's just, it's easier to connect to people online a lot, a lot easier. I feel like two years, three years ago, it would have been harder to get somebody on a video call. So I, I kind of enjoy that, you know, also with SlaterCon and with a bunch of other conferences. I mean, us, we also presented at, uh, an, uh, what was it? The we localize. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that was a little while ago, about a, a month ago, right? or so yeah. ago. I did a panel on video localization, and they just sent me a, a very nice uh, hamper. So thank you. So. Nice hamper. There you go. <laughs> just inside for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we I mean we we attended a bunch and and presented at a bunch in the second half of the year. I think they yeah. it was it was it was challenging to get all those presentations. Uh, uh, up, but at least you know, uh, in an in, in-person travel schedule like that would have been completely crazy. Um, yeah, uh, and Andrew, you, you mentioned before, so we did we did a few um, in in the second half. Did we do a few of those training sessions as well, or on SEO on on some of the other topics? Yeah, we've been running, uh, you know, with, with the pandemic coming on stream, we started um, doing digital marketing as a, as a free event just to see how that might help our audience. And, and we've run five of those now. And uh, oh, wow. we're you know, going through each segment. Yeah. And in the last session, we also got Jamie from Lionbridge to come on and talk a little bit about their multilingual SEO and their whole rebrand. And that was kind of interesting. And I think very useful for, for a lot of uh, our audience. And then, of course, we've done different types of training. Earlier in the year, we did design thinking. We tried email marketing for freelance. And I think, I think the pandemic really required a lot of companies and ourselves included to, to experiment a bit more and, and see what, what could be done. And, and I think uh, the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of upfront cost for getting online and, and hosting these conferences. And then the technology with Zoom and Hopin 
has become so much more powerful. Um, it's it's really uh, made things, uh, you know, created a lot of opportunities. So so it's been fun to try uh, a number of these events, and you know, it's going to be interesting how things go forward, whether it's still online or or hybrid in in 2022, but. But certainly the technology has opened up new types of markets for us, new types of ways of connecting with our audience, like the briefing as well. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited to see what will happen. Mm. Yeah. I mean, those systems have gotten better as well with all the money flowing into it, right? I mean, hopping used to be a little clunky. Now it's gotten quite good. <laughs> uh, in in our industry, I mean, just recapping, just briefly, we've got 60 M&A transactions, 25 funding rounds roughly. So Esther, is that the most active year ever? I think pretty much. I haven't done all of the comparisons, Um, but I mean, certainly definitely up on last year. Um, And I would say in terms of on the funding side, it looks like at least a lot of the totals are climbing up um, in terms of the amount raised. So it's interesting, exciting, and lots to kind of dig into when you start to analyze it as a bit of a whole as well. But Florian, when are we you, going to publish this report? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Andrew. No, I was just going to ask. I mean, in terms of the investors, I mean, we've had M&A activity in the past, but what have you seen in terms of like, uh, you know, financial investors, private equity getting involved? It seems like they've pumped a lot of money in. Is that, is that your take? Who, me? Uh, or Esther. I mean, you both are looking at, at the uh, <laughs> M&A activity. So, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of funds, right? From early stage to... Growth, what they call growth, we translated to um, to kind of you know, more traditional private equity players, so so active in the market. I mean, a- Andrew, you were you're an analyst, right? I mean, when when interest rates are that low, where are you going to put your money? So this, this is uh, this is an industry that's generating you know good good sized solid margins. It's kind of it's got secular growth. Uh, you know, it, it, you can do it remote or not. Like so, it's uh, it's a good industry to invest in. So I think that's why you see a lot of the flow. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems to have a lot of a technological bend to it from, from the guys investing in the TMSs to uh, the video uh, and, and other technologies and machine translation and AI. It's, it's all very exciting. Yeah, and, th- and then also maybe if you look, uh, I mean, I had a f- couple of notes here as well. Like, I mean, in terms of tech, it's like, I think it's incremental. It's not, I don't see a disruption in 2022, I guess. Uh, but there's been so much focus on like speech, you know, with Zoom and uh, and and some of the other uh, kind of projects by big tech that I think um, there's it, it there's a ton happening in tech development, both on kind of the core localization and, and, and TMS area, but also uh, when you kind of the more foundational pieces. Every week now we have some kind of Google announces massive language model, OpenAI does this. I, it's really hard to parse through this and. Esther, this is probably an area we're going to step up next uh, next year, kind of more the natural language processing side, right? What's yeah. my point? My point is tech, yes, continues to uh, really accelerate, but I don't see a disruption for 2022. I do think companies like DeepL, for example, are really uh, the ones to watch, or not, not even for example. I think you should really watch DeepL as they're kind of entering the enterprise market now, uh, have a potential to really uh, you know put pressure on, on a lot of the established LSPs. Uh, but you know, still a, a ton of demand to go around, and um, and I think pretty uh, good good outlook for for 2022. I think we're projecting probably what between five and 10 percent industry growth, but we're not yet done with the figures yet. But uh, I think uh, it's in, it's in that range. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, for you, Esther, what were some of your highlights in terms of the industry last year? Maybe a couple of points mm -hmm. for Outlook. Yeah, uh, well, a lot of highlights, but I mean, if I have to pick one or two, I'd say just the, uh, Andrew already identified, but I think the recovery and growth, um, I mean, just putting together, for example, the job index every month, uh, we've seen huge growth in that. So I think, you know, a lot of hiring announcements as well, senior appointments that we've covered, um, you know, so it's great to see that hiring activity is, is super strong. Um, and I think obviously that's coming, following on from a lot of client um, activity and demand mm. generally in the industry. So I think across, you know, pretty much all segments we've heard, obviously we covered last year a lot about old travel and retail, uh, you know, a lot of disruption from COVID, but I think a lot of that has come back as well. Um, you know, possibly not to quite the extent it was, but I think also just companies finding growth in, in other areas um, also. So I think core of the language industry is super strong. And then I think, yeah, we've got all of these exciting pockets that um, we're seeing more activity in, um, whether that's funding, um, well, most of the time it's funding. But I think just also the the reports that we've um, put together this year, you know, we had quite a broad range of, of different mm. types of reports and areas that we covered from trans creation and content to video localization, Uh, you know, those are kind of spotlights on some super active and super interesting, in my view, um, areas of, of the industry. And then we're also covering um, things that are a bit more bread and butter and staple for LSPs, you know, things like language operations and how to how to structure and grow your operations. Um, you know, and then obviously pricing and procurement, things like that. So I think for us, it's exciting on the one hand to see this kind of stable growth um, within the core and then also um, be able to highlight um, some of the really key growth areas within the industry as well. Yeah, yeah. And slots in, in store, of course. So it's good if the industry is doing well, we're doing well, everyone's doing well. And so... Uh, I guess we'll we'll leave it at that. I wish everyone uh happy holidays and we'll be back in 2022 with Slater Pot number 100. We're going to have a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, thanks everyone for for listening uh, and you know uh, and watching if you're on YouTube, uh, keep subscribing, keep liking. Uh, we got a re really good traction. It's been a fantastic year uh for, for us and hopefully for you too. And Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you. Happy New Year.